0: From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, I'm going to ask the question, are we too poor to earn interest? That's coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. Good morning everybody. Today is Wednesday, April 13th, 2022. I'm recording this at 10:57 a.m. Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Let's just get straight into those crypto prices.
1: Here comes the money. Here we go.
0: And we have Bitcoin sitting at $40,666, up 1.6% in 24, still down 8.3 and 7. Ethereum's up 1.4% at $3,084, still down 5% in 7. Tether's number 3, Binance Coin is at 420, up 1.8%, and USDC is number 5. Riding off the top 10, we have XRP, Solana, Cardano, Luna, and Avalanche. Total market cap, we're at $1.889 of BTC dominance of 40.7 and an ATH dominance of 19.6 and now it's time for coin of the day our coin of the day today is spell token (laughs) ticker s-p-e-l-l it's ranked number 151 on coin market cap and i just got to tell you the website's name it's abracadabra.money its price right now is pretty much even from yesterday it's 0.0042 cents its market cap is $362 million. Fully diluted, is $827 million. 44% of Spell is in circulation. So what is the all-time high for Spell? Its all-time high was set five months ago at 7.5 cents. It is down 95% since then, which is still in the 200 market cap, so that's pretty impressive. It's up 600% from its all-time low set eight months ago. You can buy Spell on Binance, Coinbase, surprisingly, FTX, and Gate.io. So what is Spell? Spell Token is a reward token associated with the Abracadabra.money, a lending platform that uses interest-bearing tokens as collateral to borrow a USD-pegged stablecoin called Magic Internet Money, or MIM. Abracadabra uses the Kashi lending technology pioneered by SushiSwap, To provide an isolated lending market that allows users to adjust their risk tolerance according to the collateral they decide to use. Users can deposit collateral and borrow MIM or magic internet money against it. Abracadabra also offers yield farming opportunities where users can state their liquidity provider tokens to farm spell. And that is spell. Number 151 in CoinMarketCap, ticker S-P-E-L-L. Moving into today's headlines. I'm going to actually call my buddy Paul McNeil, the crypto curator, to talk about what I think is the biggest headline of the day. Why? Because it affects most of us. Well, I think probably everybody who listens to the show, maybe except for a couple people, because we're all not accredited investors, which means we don't either have a net worth of one million dollars or we don't make two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. And so now we're being affected in the way that we earn interest with our cryptos. So this blink's news has been brought to my attention by Paul McNeil uh, yesterday, the crypto curator. And it was just reported on Decrypt Today. And let me read what this news is. U.S. and state regulators have been taking aim at crypto rewards platforms such as BlockFi and Celsius for the past year. In a direct blow, Celsius has agreed to stop paying rewards to non-accredited U.S. investors on any new deposits starting April 15th. So accredited investors will be eligible for rewards, but non-accredited customers will not be. Uh, if you are already a Celsius customer, you'll be able to still earn your you know, your interest, these high interest, uh, I guess, APYs on your crypto or your stable coins that are stored on Celsius, uh, which is currently around 7% on stable coins and 5.5% on Solana and 3% for uh, wrapped Bitcoin. But if you're somebody new that wants to use Celsius, you, you will not earn interest on your cryptos. Um, Paul, What do you think of this?
1: Matthew, you are poking a bear right now because I tell you, I am not happy about this at all. Um, The situation is this, and I I went on Twitter and I put a poll out there asking people if they would tweet and email and call the SEC. Listen, if someone's been using Celsius for the past two years, putting digital assets on their platform and earning interest on that digital asset And all of a sudden, the SEC is going to come out and tell Celsius, well, you can no longer do that because these people aren't accredited investors. Well, what really changed? Nothing for that individual. That individual wasn't accredited two years ago, and they're not accredited today, but they're earning yield. Now they're saying you can't do that unless you're a high net worth individual, basically, and only the high net worth individuals can make money. That's, well,
0: that's unfortunate. I, I, I want to correct what you just said there. According to this article, if you're a non-accredited investor and you have your money on Celsius now and you're using it in the past, past, you still are able to earn interest on your cryptos that are on Celsius. Just no new customers from April 15th. And so um, BlockFi did this a while ago, uh, yep. which means if you have money in BlockFi, okay. you're earning interest. But if you move any money off of BlockFi, that means you cannot put money back in. You're only earning interest on the cryptos that are, or stable coins or whatever that is in BlackFi or Celsius to begin yes. with.
1: Cool correct. but what I'm saying is if I'm currently earning that interest because I have it on there what happens tomorrow if I come into five or ten thousand dollars and I want to buy Bitcoin and put it on Celsius they're not going to pay me interest on that. You're already paying me interest. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
0: What do you think this is uh, setting precedent for, I guess, the future of uh, interest payments or this kind of uh, decentralized finance or this new kind of way of, uh, I guess, earning earning APY uh, on your wealth?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, there's a lot of moving parts. Now, I will say this. Um, I'm not 100% fully aware of all the things going on behind the scenes, right? But what we know, <clears throat> Michael Saylor came out and he said, I'm really bullish on what the Treasury has said. Jenny Yellen came out making very positive comments about crypto, yep. things like that. I think the regulators, they're, they're grappling with this thing. They're trying to figure out how to do this the way, the right, I'm not going to say the right way, but a way that benefits the people that they're beholden to. And honestly, the banks are not happy about this. The banks are like, you guys got to get this under control because they want to be the ones to really have these type of products. So I don't know. And there's a lot of assumptions on my part. But what I say at the end of the day is that I think it's unfortunate that they're taking this path because there are other ways they could do this.
0: Do you think that this is a prudent measure, though, by BlockFi and Celsius? Look, they were, you know, uh, anybody could, you know, put money there. Uh, to be per- perfectly honest, not many people, including uh, myself, are very clear about how the uh, cryptos are stored, how they actually do their lending practice, who they're actually lending to, uh, to you know, generate this APY. Um, and there's in. I guess maybe a stopgap measure, if it is a stopgap measure, a a good thing would be just to say, hey, let's investigate the industry. Let's see what's going on. Um, Let's only allow people that have a higher net worth. So if they they can absorb the losses and we're not having a lot of people that if, you know, uh, somebody hacks into BlackFi Celsius or we find out there are practices of earning this interest or lending this money is probably not, you know, the most savory Uh, we are not putting them at risk. And this is a stopgap measure. Would you agree that maybe this is prudent uh, if it is a stopgap measure?
1: Yeah. But, you know, one of the things Alex Mashinsky has come out, he's talked about many, many times on podcasts and interviews his at AMA sessions is the way that they do their product doesn't put basically anyone at risk. I mean, I say that, but so they say they're lending to very credible people They're not taking risky loans. They're not lending this out to someone, you know, And as well as collateralized. I think a lot of the loans they give out are collateralized, and they have multiple streams of income coming into Celsius. I think Celsius is very fortified with the products that they offer. So the SEC doing this, and if it's for consumer protection, I think that's unfortunate, again, because I don't think they're really protecting the consumer. Based on how Celsius operates. Now, BlockFi, I don't know. I've heard some shady things about maybe the way that they're operating theirs. Okay, if, if the regulators see that, I can understand that. But with Celsius, I've seen nothing to even indicate that Alex is doing anything close to that.
0: Do you think that, and I know, obviously, I'm just asking questions here. So if anybody, again, yeah. if you want to write me an email and say, I can't believe you're taking that position, Matthew. These are questions, people, please. They are questions. <laughs> this is a conversation. Another way to look at this is, do you think that there's more of a conspiracy sort of kind of theory about this? Like, look, you're incentivizing certain behavior out of people. If you pay an interest at the bank, if you pay an interest, uh, if you find ways to pay interest on money that you're, is being stored and held, you are not encouraging spending, right? There's It's more of incentive to keep your money in the bank, more incentive to keep your money in Celsius or Blackfire or Nexo or Voyager or whatever, you know, all these different apps. Or services instead of spending. Do you think that this is just a play to get people to the average person to spend?
1: It could be. I mean, they need the velocity of money to speed up. And so yes, they need people spending right now. And if everyone is putting their money into the savings products and earning you know, interest on them, then yeah, I think that might create a problem. And who knows? Like I said, I don't know the inner workings behind the scenes of all the things going on. And I think they should be more transparent with that. Now, I know they probably won't come out and say, hey, we need you guys to spend money, <laughs> but, but they, they, should, they should do something of that nature to explain why they're doing it, especially for, now again, but what I have a problem with is that, so for the people that have tons and tons and tons of money, we're going to let them keep earning interest on that money. For the right. people that don't have any money, right. we're going to, no, it's not fair. It's not fair.
0: I mean, I've done the napkin calculations many times about, uh, do I want to buy a new rec- um, rental property? or do I want to keep my money in Celsius block 5 voyage or Nexo or something like that and you know what the uh the napkin math works out better to keep it in Nexo because you know 7% uh is you know a good return and you're not going to get that is a decent return on a rental property and that's before you even pay you know your property taxes your insurance any HOAs if you do have a townhouse or condo or something uh, and so it, it's working out better just to give them the money. And so, you know, I am probably under the more more impression that it is more of about the velocity of money than anything. Now look, Paul, I'm not, I don't know you financially. uh, I do know you as a person, uh, but let's just assume you are able to become an accredited investor. Um, Are you gonna go that route now that you see that you have to start being an accredited investor uh, to maybe use some of these services that I know uh, you have talked about using in the past, Will you go that route? And do you recommend people that might have the net worth to be able to be an accredited investor to just, you know, bite the bullet and do it?
1: Absolutely. Listen, being an accredited investor. So you are going to do it. (laughs) Of course I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, mean, who, who wouldn't, right? But here's, again, the frustration I have. The people that have money have so many benefits, and it's not only with this, it's with everything in life. I found you know, if you can buy in bulk, I went to go get my card clean yesterday. And if you can buy this particular card, uh, basically, it's putting money on a card for future services. He was like, hey, we're going to throw in the hand washing for free, right? But if people don't have money, you can't do that. I'm getting benefits because I have wealth. This is what a lot of people got to understand. Building wealth is important because it actually gives you more benefits in life. Having a high credit score makes your interest rate go lower. The people that don't have any money needs their interest rates to be lower, not the guy that has tons of cash. Right,
0: <laughs> right. This might be a little like, you know, floaty of a conversation for people who are listening right now because we're talking about Celsius. We're to- and you're, you're, I, I, you're right to keep bringing it back to the same spot of who can make money off their money and who cannot. And we have... Been in this perpetuation of the middle class or, or the people who just, you know, do the right thing of going to work, paying their bills, maybe going to school, they have a student loan, but still paying their bills, you know, whatever. Uh, the, the people who do the right thing in any income level are always the ones that are getting kind of screwed in this. And mm-hmm. this is a perpetuation of that, even though the crypto space, Bitcoin, is trying to make solutions to make this a more inclusive financial system. And now we see that this is being fought against. How do we, I guess, advocate for the fairness in our financial system, even though it's apparent that the lopsided behavior is being perpetuated with regulations in the best interest of you?
1: Yes, the way I think this happens, it's a multi- tiered process. I believe that consumers need to call the SEC, email the SEC, tweet the SEC, say this is unfair and we want more information on it. I believe consumers need to reach out to the representatives, like people like yourselves once you get to Washington and say, hey, listen, you know, legislators, you need to go talk to the regulators and tell them to cut the BS. Like, guys, listen, put the pressure on these regulators and say, no can do. You got to figure a new way to do this. And then I think the last piece of this is that you as an individual, you need to do everything you can to keep understanding the rules of the game and finding ways to get ahead. Listen, it was products like Celsius that helped me move from non-accredited to accredited status. Why? Because they gave me the ability to earn yield or interest on my digital assets to get me there. What the SEC is doing is they're going to take away the capability for what I experienced many, many, many years ago away from everybody. And they can't do that. I think it's unfair.
0: I think also another step to this process, not just being uh, active when it comes to making your voice heard to the SEC, uh, regulatory bodies, your congressmen, and so on and so forth. It is engaging in uh, in the space as well, uh, because it's obvious that, in, to me at least, that we're in a position um, as, I guess, a country or as a species or as a ideology uh, where we're trying to find tools and weapons to leverage for our benefit, the average person's benefit against the cards that have been stacked against us. And so that is also being, in my opinion, being involved with these tools and these solutions and these discussions that are happening outside of the regulatory body or government uh, to help that industry or those ideas flourish.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And Matthew, you said it better. I'm a big, big, big person when it comes to individual responsibility. Listen, they have just moved the ball. You got to move with it. Listen, I don't like it, but I'm going to find a way around it. Right. And that's what everybody should do. If you don't like what's happening in the world around you, you yourself, you can't fix for everybody else, but you need to fix it for yourself. Find a way around these new rules that's still going to allow you to benefit.
0: Oh, thanks for chatting.
1: Always, Matthew.
0: Moving into some other news really quick. Chainalysis has added support for Crypto.com's Kronos blockchain, its native token, CRO, and all the CRC20 tokens that trade on the Kronos chain to its Know Your Transaction service. This marks the latest upgrade in the Chainalysis Know Your Transaction service, which flags suspicious and high-risk transactions for compliance terms at traditional and crypto financial institutions. The service has Robinhood, BNY Mellon, PayPal, and Genesis among its clients. Eth 2.0, which was rumored to come in Q2, is not coming in Q2—a surprise to almost no one. But it has now been rumored to come in Q3, the later half of 2022. Tim Bako, who has been on the podcast before as an Ethereum Foundation developer, and said it won't be June, but likely a few months after. No firm date yet. But we are definitely in the final chapter of Proof of Work on Ethereum. It's coming, but uh, we're going to have to wait. And F2.0 has been plagued with delays. Uh, They want to get it right. And that's the thing. When you're talking about Ethereum and the whole ecosystem behind Ethereum, you can't mess up. You can't mess up. And so they're hopefully being very cautious. And so if the delay is to get everything right, then delay all you need. But We kind of want this to work. And a warning to everybody who's buying any kind of mining equipment for Ethereum, probably don't want to invest in mining equipment if, in Q3, they're going to switch to proof of stake. Frances Hagen has once again taken aim at her former employer, arguing that the social media giant's plans for the metaverse could lead to a repeat of all the harms caused by Facebook around customer safety and privacy. If you guys remember, Frances Hagen was the whistleblower at Facebook. Hagan like said in an interview with Politico, Facebook has made very grandiose promises about how there's safety by design in the metaverse. But if they don't commit to transparency, and access, and other accountability measures, I can imagine, I can imagine just seeing a repeat of all the harms you currently see on Facebook. And finally, an Ethereum wallet went on a token shopping spree. Why? Because. Apparently they had insider information about some assets Coinbase will be considering listing. And remember yesterday we we're talking about transparency in Coinbase and they gave you a list of the tokens that they were considering and well uh, this person had this list I guess 24 hours beforehand and these tokens that they bought increased by price by 42% in less than 24 hours. And who was the sleuth that broke the case? Well it was Crypto Kobe, Crypto Cobain at Kobe And he said this in a tweet, found an address that had bought hundreds of thousands of dollars of tokens exclusively featured in the Coinbase asset listing post about 24 hours before it was published. Roll on the floor laughing. Thank you, Kobe, for doing the work. And what do you guys think? Let me know about anything you heard today. Matthew Aaron at decrypt.co. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Beamer. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, share, and go to Spotify and hit those five stars. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.